Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. You know, uh, normally we talk about estate planning, retirement income. I, I want to take this time, you know, we've talked about this previously, but I just want to take this time and talk about, this is Thanksgiving. And for me, this is, was a momentous year because I crossed over a, a milestone mm. in my age. And looking back at it, you know, I've been blessed in such incredible ways. There, there's life always has problems, but uh, when I look back at it, I'm I just I'm incredibly blessed. Mm. And I, I want to talk about, you know, the freedoms that we have. We have we have incredible freedoms, Jeremiah, in our country. And we compare this, I've been reading a lot about Ukraine and what the citizens of Ukraine have gone through since uh, Russia has rolled mm -hmm. in and tried to annex them, so to speak, mm -hmm. involuntarily mm -hmm. back into Russia. Mm. But the um, the freedoms that they're fighting for to keep, and they don't want to be brought under the control of Russia, and the repercussions, or I should say the sacrifice that they're willing to go through mm -hmm. to maintain their freedom in this in light of this world right now. Yeah, we have such amazing freedoms, and some of this is structural. Some of it's personal. What people's right. choices do, in, you know, for your life. I mean, all the things I think you're thankful for have probably a lot to do with um, your family and your choices, and you know, kind of how life has unfolded. But also a lot to do with the structure. And you said the freedom of just where we live, where we happen to be born, right? Is, is a huge deal. There's a, a podcast podcast out there, a guy named Jocko, one of his famous sayings is that free, uh, discipline produces freedom. Right. And I think similarly, we talked about like the rule of law produces freedom. Like it, people in the Ukraine, because Russia has invaded, their freedoms and their joy and some of that stuff is different mm -hmm. than it was before. And similar with our country, I mean, we've talked a number of times, but the, the rule of law that we have, the disciplines that we have in our country mm -hmm. provide this great freedom for us to live. I and mean, even going to things of like infrastructure, of roads, of things like that. Like we have in a fantastic country we live in as far as you know, moving goods around. That came from, you know, years of building, mm -hmm. years of you know, people that came before us who had taxes, who built roads, who did all those things. And right. does that mean our roads are perfect? No. No. You know, does that mean we don't have potholes? No. But it does mean that we as a as a as a country have these huge benefits um, that have been built over generations. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, going back, the Wall Street Journal has every, uh, about this time, just, just before Thanksgiving, they have a article in their opinion section called The Wilderness and also, and the Fair Land is the title mm. of it. And these have been republished and put into the Wall Street Journal since 1961. So it's an annual event mm. for them. And the first part, and... What they sacrifice, first of all, to come to the new land, mm -hmm. and um, just the the celebration of something new, but also how how hard that must have been. Mm. I mean, it, it gave a it gave a, a picture 
uh, first of all, parting from people that they knew they probably would never see again. And many of these people died in transit and they died once they got to the location. Mm -hmm. We talk about, you know, COVID and the devastation it's had in our country and as well as worldwide. But smallpox hit this, uh, you know, hit like Boston and some of these other areas. There was massive death. Mm. I mean, percentage wise, they lost 30, 40 percent of their population with this virus that came across, Mm. you know, the anyway, we just we don't really understand the sacrifices that they all made. Um, And it was it was not like there was a city waiting for them to, you know, you could you could take your boat and come into the harbor and come into a hotel. Mm. There was nothing. And the time of year they came in, we have to remember, they came in the latter end of the summer, the first part of fall. Harvesting was pretty much done. Mm. So what were they going to do to put all their foods together and and build shelter and all that stuff before the harsh winter? And, of course, the relationship with the local Indian tribes, um, I mean, had the Indian tribes turned on them Mm -hmm. um, and said, we don't want you here. They probably been very vulnerable and we probably wouldn't heard anything more of it. But um, but they didn't. They mm. did have Thanksgiving. They did have a time where mm. there was there was a mixing of the two cultures together in a time of celebration. I mean, we look back at it as an event that we we commemorate right now. But I look at it as something that you know the incredible freedom, but also that what you say the discipline, the sacrifice mm. to get it right. Yeah. Well, even and you mentioned some of the medical stuff. Like it is hard for me to even fathom and, and comprehend medically what things look like um you know 200 years ago right um what would be de- life threatening you know i have i have four children and you know at that time in life to have four children you know i don't know statistically how many would be expected to make it to adulthood but definitely not all of them right, right? Um, and i'm expecting that all of mine will make it to adulthood with right. you know, modern medicine and things like that and that's i mean that's an amazing steps forward of like you said of trying to start from nothing to start and build an existence and then medically knowing, you know, a cut could turn into this, that, and the other thing. And, and um, you know, a, a disease, you know, often would end in death. And it, it's amazing where we're at now. Yeah. Again, I think the freedom to explore, but also mm. the freedom to take whatever that sacrifice is. And not everybody came out on top. Not everybody had positive results. And yet the freedom is what we all kind of embrace. And we don't want it taken away from us. And even though we don't know exactly what the end result is, I would rather have freedom and be able to test my wits, my strength against whatever the risks are out there, rather than having it all taken away from me and being put in a corner someplace and having the government kind of control my day-to-day life. And and it's a fine line. I think I want to bring in, I guess, one financial aspect we've talked about before is is kind of the the securities laws that right. exist, you know, uh, people balk at those and don't like those at times and they don't want government protecting. But like, right. I, I think back to, you know, there's the Securities Act of 1933, 1934, 40, right. um, you know, some of those have changed the way our country does things. But going back before that, someone would show up, almost, you know, almost like a, a, a salesman scandal fraudster. Hey, I got this company. Wouldn't this be great? And, you know, was it really a company? Did they really, you know, now, a lot of people who have investments, they get these prospectus from the different companies they own. Almost nobody reads those. But by law, they have to explain all the stuff in there, honestly, about that. And that came about. And the issue is somebody reads it. Somebody reads it. Somebody, right. somebody reads right. it. I always say this is written by attorneys for attorneys. Yeah. The issue is that somebody reads it. And that's why you see these class action lawsuits. Right. Somebody says, no, they they violated some provision within the prospectus. 
and there's economic remuneration or penalty to yep. the company to reimburse to the investors. Right. right. And it keeps, and this is a good comment because it, it keeps the companies on the up and up. And the average everyday consumer who's investing in some stock, it's very different than it was, say, in the 1920s mm -hmm. of what that looked right. like, what you could trust, what you're being fooled about. And so I think it allows, like you said, that, that discipline there allows a little bit of freedom mm -hmm. to say, you know, for a common person to go and buy a share of Apple, it's a very normal thing to do. It doesn't feel that you're putting your yourself on, on this risk or that it's going to run away with you. You might right. you know, make money or lose money. But you're not concerned that it's just going to take your money and steal. And that is part of our system. It's, it's changed over time to get us there. Um, I, I think it's a, a huge one that I am thankful for. And I, I don't remember to be thankful for that on a regular basis. You know, we have right. a financial system that is stable and there's rules in place, most of them because there was an issue at one point. You know, there were people that were stealing and, and defrauding folks. And again, we're not perfect. We still have those issues, but it's much less than it ever was before. Right. And, and you have a system of justice that you can take your case before the mm. courts and before a jury of your peers mm -hmm. and plead your case. Now, we all can go back and look at historical events where we felt like that was unfair. But at the point is we have that system. Yeah. And that system is still being kind of evolved as we go forward. And as I see right now, the perspective of ethnicity and mm. cultural differences and, you know, America. And, you know, this is what uh, this is a comment that that was said to me one time. He says, you could be a, you could go to Japan right now and you're not going to be Japanese. Mm. But a Japan, Japanese person could come to America and they would be an American. Mm. And there's a there's an immediate assimilation of mm. of that that culture, that ethnicity into our in our to our society, because America is a is still a great idea mm -hmm. is we're working through all the issues, but it still is a unique country in the sense of what we've been given to be able to work forward on. I mean, whether you're yeah. born into it or whether you're immigrated to it, yeah. it's still a phenomenal place. It was interesting even to think through, just like you said, most countries, it has an ethnic and cultural background. Right. And that's what makes them that country, you know, and that, that idea. Whereas America, you're right, that we have, you know, norms, apple pie, you know, things like right. that, but um, are a melting we, pot. We're a conglomeration of other ideas. And it is a, a concept, you know, of hope and freedom and um, the pursuit of happiness thing is, is a lot of what we exist for. And yeah, I mean, I, I would say there's no better time to be an American. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, there's other times we think of where it was great and what was good and what was wonderful. But um, in the midst of all the things that we struggle with as a country and will struggle with, um, there's no better time. Yeah. And most people talk about scarcity. They think we're not going to have this. We're going to be, mm. we're going to be short of resources and food and energy and such. I have the exact opposite opinion. I think Americans with free enterprise and just the inventiveness mm. of the mind, I think of current uh, situations like what Elon Musk has done. I think what, you know, what, what um, uh, Bezos has done with Amazon, he's, they've changed the landscape in such a way mm. that, but also I think of some of the things that are, that are so to speak on the table right yeah. now, things are, that are being developed. I think of medicine. Hmm. I think yeah, uh, so many changes. Uh, oh my goodness! And it's not just here, but it's going down there. So therefore, I believe in abundance, hmm. not at scarcity. And a lot of people kind of look at me with a cockeyed look. Hmm. Well, we have less of this. I said, no, we don't. It's how we use it, and what we can do with it going forward. And there's ideas that are being implemented right now that are changing the whole landscape yeah. in some areas. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, we talked about before. I bet in my lifetime, I won't. I won't just have an electric car. 
I'll have an electric car that drives itself. Right. You know, that, that'll be normal in my lifetime, my kids' lifetimes. And I think even drilling down, like we have a great country. I also am thankful for our city. Oh. You know, we're in the city of Riverside and there's a lot of other people in the inland region here, different cities. But I, mean, I, I grew up in this city and then um, I'm amazed. I go places and I see just good people. We have a city full of good people. And even, you know, bring all the way down nuclear. Um, a few weeks ago, I had a hose in the front yard that burst. It just burst with spray water. Right. So I get home and there's no one at my door from my neighbor who says, hey, I turned off your hose. It burst. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but it wasn't a, hey, you're flooding the neighborhood. Yeah. It wasn't a, no one did anything. Um, but it was a, a neighbor who came and helped and left a note and said, turn off your hose. Your neighbor was great. Knew, right? Right. And it was, is that type of thing of, of I, I think we see the news so often and we get built up with this. There's people out there. We need to right. be careful. This is, And that's true. Sure, there are. But to drill down to say, well, well, these people, these neighbors, they're good people. They're doing all the same things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And when he sees water running down the road and a hose that's flopping about, you know, just came and turned it off. You know, right. it, it's it's not a, a big thing, but it, it just reminded me of how great it is to have neighbors um, as opposed to just saying I have my people I agree with or my friends or politically people that are the same as me. But to say it doesn't really matter you know, in that moment, what his, mm -hmm. you know, political, religious, any of that stuff is, he's a neighbor, he's yeah. there and something went wrong and he showed up. And it's, it's important to remember that of, in America, we seem so divided. Um, and some neighborhoods probably are, but for a lot of people, they look at their local neighbors, one, they should probably get to know more. That's an issue, I think sometimes. But two, like, they're generally the same type of people you are trying right. to get through in life. Yeah. And we all have human needs and we all have circumstances, but we find that our neighbors they're good people. There was no ulterior motive on your neighbor's part to come and shut the hose yeah. off. He was just being kind. <laughs> Nor did he write me an angry note, right? It could have been that. I'm sure we all have that neighbor too. The guy sure. who said, your hose was, you know. Yeah, right. And this guy's just a, a kind guy, but it was good. Yeah. So you're listening to Jeremiah Lee and Randy Barkley. We're with Tricord Advisors. Jeremiah is a financial planner, certified financial planner, as well as an attorney. I'm a certified financial planner. Um and we're, we're not talking about financial stuff today. We're just talking about a time of year where you can kind of sit back and kind of reflect on where you're at in life, but also what's happened through this year. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk more about this as we, as we come back. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. I'm Randy Barkley, and this is Jeremiah Lee, and we're going to kind of continue our conversation about Thanksgiving and what it means for us personally, but mm. hopefully some of the things we're talking about, it'll give you some time to kind of reflect on your own personal life. So again, I think we talked about the freedoms that we have, but let's kind of transition into what's really important to me as family. Mm. And of course, every family dynamic is slightly different. And right. my remembrance as a child and what that experience was for me as a, as a child 
with my my immediate family as well as my cousins and such as that. It was mm-hmm. it was an incredible time. Everybody has a different experience, but our community that we're in right now is really part of our family, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We've for many years, my family we've done friendsgiving. Right, it was like Thanksgiving, <laughs> but it was just with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. And how wonderful the the community, the family you're born into, and also the the community and the family that you kind of create as you go through life. Right. And I remember um, years ago. Uh, we, we started doing Friendsgiving with folks. Uh, we were living in a different city where most everybody there were transplants. Most people, that was not where they were born. Right. They were there working. You know, it was a big city. And doing a Friendsgiving that moment was really fantastic in the sense that most people were not going home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have a family to go back to at the moment or mm-hmm. just don't have a family in general that they would want to go back to. Um, so it was a moment of saying, okay, this is a community that we care about each other. We support each other. We're grateful that we get to share life with one another. And that's been um, meaningful in our lives. And we're in a season now where we're living close to family. And so we have family here that we live with. And most of our friend groups also have family as well. So it's, I think everyone's going their own places for Thanksgiving. But yeah, I mean, the the value of of being with people, the value of being known and knowing people and being cared for and caring for people um, is immense. And I think it's it's hard to overstate that even. And I think we take it for granted. So regularly, we notice it when folks uh, age a bit. And they no longer have that same community. Right. They've outlived their peers or they retired from a job. They outlived their family. Outlived their family. That's right. right. They, they retire from a job and they they don't have that same everydayness with people. And for some folks, that's the dream. You know, they wanted to get to retirement is wonderful. There's others that they realize how valuable that, you know, Bob in accounting, you know, how valuable he was that he was there. And and you know, it's even odd to say, but just that community of people who rally around each other. Um, is meaningful to us as humans. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I mean, we've always made the comment, I don't want to be a person who just drives down my driveway, opens up my garage, goes in, mm. shuts the garage door, and, and don't know what's going on around me. Uh, we, we've been fortunate enough to be in our neighborhood for over 30 years, so we've got to know uh, all of our neighbors. Um, mm. And it, it's, it's really more like COVID, for example. COVID hit, and we have uh, a couple of our neighbors are elderly and we reached out to them Mm. uh, in the midst of COVID when it was raging and everybody was fearful of any kind of personal contact. We reached out to them and said, do you need anything? We're going to the grocery store. Do you have anything at the pharmacy that we can pick up for you? Whatever. And it was, it was heartwarming to see the kind of the interaction when you've known people, everybody has their own lives. They all have their own circumstances, Mm. but it was really nice to be able to interface with them on that way. And I think uh, this is a season when that really is an important time to kind of emphasize, so to speak. Reach out. I remember we had some friends when COVID were in the midst of kind of lockdown, you always kind of checking to make sure everyone's okay. And there's someone who dropped off like a care package for friends, but it was like, you know, some coloring books for the kids, right. you know, some goodies, but like a roll of toilet paper was in there. It was just a funny <laughs> comment of like, you know, that was never a valuable thing, but now I was like, just in case you need it. Like here's, you know, here's something we care about. Uh, but yeah, I think that's so vital. And, and for me, in my in just personal note, my family, I grew up in a large family where we were all together, cousins and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas, everyone was there. And over time, um, people have moved away, people have passed away. Um, and so it, it's 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 a smaller, but now the generations have turned over right. to where now, instead of being the kid generation, I'm now, I guess, the parent generation. Right. But there's grandparents, there's my generation. Now there's a whole slew of kids that come in. So you're, that. you're, providing like for us we were the center of the celebration for thanksgiving and christmas Mm -hmm. now because of our age and the age of our children 
we're no longer the center of the meeting. We go to we go to them. Yeah. It's easier for my wife and I to go to them rather than them all coming to us. So it is a transition. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just a transition, it's right? It's just different. I went from having all my grandparents to just one left. And right. now she, years ago, my grandmother was the host of all right. it. Now it was my mother for years. And now they're coming to our place. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and I think people can see loss there. They can also see continuity there. They also see the beauty of a new generation of my, you know, four-year-old is interacting with my grandmother, you know, mm-hmm. and that is a, a beautiful new thing of those souls touching each other. I remember wow. my grandma used to tease me, but years ago I told her she needed to stay alive long enough so my my kids could could beat her. Mm-hmm. And when I had all my kids, she was teasing about that. Be like, well, I made it. <laughs> I got my It's like, well, you can't go yet. Yeah, yeah. She's um, in good health at the moment, but it's it's interesting that that dynamic of having the multi generations of what each person's kind of live through, what they're exploring, what they're adventuring through. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So family goes to fellowship, and we've kind of talked about that a little bit. We think it's really important that community, you know, however you develop your community, yeah, uh, we think it's really essential for the well, first of all, the emotional stability of somebody mm. that they're interconnected with other people that care about them. Yeah. And it may not be their direct family, but it could be like through the church or other communities that they are involved. It's really hard, you know, for us when we see a client that's kind of isolated. Yeah, you know, and, and for folks other who don't have a family that they're excited about, you know, right. some people do, some people don't. That's that's a a dynamic of life. But you can also create community. You can create family, and mm-hmm. through churches, through community involvement um, organizations, there are so many ways to reach out and to find connection. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think us as the human condition, we struggle in isolation, and to to not do that. So I think folks who you know see Thanksgiving as a hard time with family, or even a hard time remembering loss. Right. You know, I remember someone remembering their mother and knowing that they're not there anymore, and mm-hmm. how difficult that is. But also as an opportunity to create for future Thanksgivings. Um, a community, and whether that's mm-hmm. through you know, religious organization, whether that's through a community organization, whether that's the neighborhood, whether that's through, but to, to invest in people, right. invest in being honest with people, invest in being um, enjoying people. I mean, yeah. and being vulnerable. I, I think it's a it's a it's something to be built into, and it's not just going to spring up on its own. But it's worth the investment to build relationships. Yeah, and I think a comment to me one time is, if you want a friend, you have to be a friend. Mm, you know, comment. and and I think there's. People just think they're kind of entitled, so to speak, or they're just saying, I'm here, so therefore I should have something done for me. Well, in reality, that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. People will avoid you. And in other no, if you want to have if you want to have friends, then you have to be a friend. What does that entail? There's obviously yeah. a lot of factors that go into that. You don't want to be intrusive in somebody's life, but being somebody who is dependable, who who cares for the neighbor more as they want to be treated just like they want to be treated themselves. Um, you know, I, I think it's really critically important that in this time of Thanksgiving celebration of not only just the abundance that we've had through mm-hmm. the year, but also as we move into this time of Christmas, you know, sharing gifts and stuff. I have no problems with that. I think it's just a sharing of what, what's been given to you and you share it with your family and friends mm-hmm. and such as that. Yeah, the generosity. A lot of people look at the end of year. To say I want to be generous with my purpose and my time and my finances, and we'll talk more in you know future episodes about finances, what to do at the end of the year. But I think just a moment to take a pause, to be grateful, to right. be thankful, um, and to see to consider for each person, you know, where what they're living in and how grateful they should, can be in uh, about what that situation. To grow up with an attitude of gratitude is really important, mm. and I think you need to look at the things that should, that are positive in your life not emphasize the things that are negative in your life. Yeah, it's a good moment. Until next week, folks. 
may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.